Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. And a hey now. Oh, well, hello. How are you? Oh, just grand. How are you? Good. It's Wednesday. It's sunny. I'm acclimatized to this new colder climate that we've developed here in <laughs> southern Ontario. It, yesterday was cooler, for sure, uh, here than it has been. But today it's supposed to warm up. You know what I think starts to happen, too? It's the, like the shift is beginning where it is getting cooler at night. For a while there, there was like no break from the heat. Like even overnight, it felt 25 degrees outside. Celsius. Celsius. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's. Fucking chilly. I'm wearing jeans in August. That's weird. Really weird. Uh, Okay, lots to get to in this episode of After 9. And we're going to start with something that came up in What's Trending. That's something the cat does every hour Mm -hmm. on our FM radio show. And it's kind of like the the old school, here's what's happening in Hollywood. And it's a lot of that, but it's also what's trending. It could be tech. It could be whatever. Yeah. The big stories of the day. Today, Mindy Kaling is in the news. Yeah, this caught my this caught my attention because uh, I found it interesting, and it may be a hot take, but I think it really is just an opinion. Um, so I'll tell you the story. So Mindy Kaling is forty three, and she has a couple of kids. She's been very she stays out of the media when it comes to her personal life and her kids. Her oldest, I believe, is five, and then she also has a three year old. She says she waited until she felt ready to have kids and thinks all women should do the same, which seems like a yeah okay. But it's easier said than done for women who also want to focus on their career. And she says that's where parents should step in. So here's a quote from Mindy Kaling. This is in Marie Claire. (laughs) For anybody who doesn't know this story, it's about to get weird. I wish every 19-year-old girl would come home from college and their gift, instead of buying them jewelry or a vacation or whatever, would be, here you go. We'd like to get your eggs frozen. They could do that once and have all these eggs for them, for their future, to focus on their 20s and 30s in their career. And yes, love too, but to know that when you're emotionally ready, and if you don't have a partner also, you can still have children. Now, Mindy herself, in case you're wondering, will not even say who fathered her kid. She is doing it on her own. She's not bothered by the rumors that it's her office co-star, BJ Novak. I love that rumor. I'll take that. She says that that's what's going to be titling to, titillating to people. I'll take it. But we all know she has an extremely successful production company. And she has many monies. Um, and she wanted to focus on her career for all of those years. And it wasn't until her late 30s, early 40s that she started having children. And you know who might agree with her? I'm going to tell you both these stories because they were both in the news. Who may agree with her, I'm not going to say she does for sure, is Serena Williams. You may have heard Serena Williams announced that she is kind of stepping away from tennis a little bit. She says, I've been reluctant to admit to myself or anyone else that I have to move on from playing tennis. My husband and I have hardly talked about it. It's like a taboo topic. I can't even have a conversation with my mom and dad because it's not real until you say it out loud. But she adds she wants to expand her family. And she says, if I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this. Because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing all the physical labor. Serena turns 41 next month. 
I don't know what that means. I mean, I heard a lot about that statement yesterday, but I'm really trying to figure out where she's coming from on that. Yeah. Does she want men to have babies? Or does she want to have babies and she's angry that she would have to take some time off to do that? Because I really don't think that childcare is an Serena, you mean? You're talking specifically with Serena. Serena. Okay. But I think it also applies to Mindy. Uh, Freeze your eggs now so that they're available whenever you want. Yeah. But you could also make a baby whenever you want. Unless she's talking about putting this off till she's in like her 40s or 50s. No, and that's the point. So, So the way that it works for the female body is once you hit about 35, they figure the decline really starts to happen. Your fertility goes down incredible amounts. I believe it's after like 40, one in four people, women are even able to, or maybe the the stat could be worse than that. I don't know what it is, but it's very, very hard to conceive. And also the quality of egg decreases. So more likely to have complications with your pregnancy. If you're even able to carry the pregnancy through. Do you understand that part? Yeah. So even I, if you're, I, you're a partner or not, you have a partner or not, the the likelihood of you being able to have a baby when let's say you focused on your career in your 20s and your 30s and you made it and you've done it and hey, all of a sudden, boom, I'm 40. Holy shit, my mind has changed maybe or I just really have the feeling that I'd like to expand my family. I want the ability to do it, but oh shit, I can't get pregnant. So freezing the eggs kind of makes it easier when you're that age and I'm going to use air quotes there because it all everybody is different we know this but it does make it easier for you to have viable uh, viable egg and then you can use a donor or maybe you have a partner who will just be the the sperm donor is your partner okay so I, I in the case of Mindy Kaling they're suggesting young like 19 20 years yeah. old was the example they used There's a lot of childbearing years between 19 and, say, 35, like you said, when the decline begins to begin. That's that's not true. I shouldn't. That's not when the decline begins. It's just that it's astronomically different between 35 and on. But the decline begins very young. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I guess if this works for people, that's fine. I'm just thinking we're talking at least. 10 years. This is uh, not something you need to decide when you're 19 that, oh, I better freeze some eggs so I can have a career. I, I don't know that this is like a blink of an eye kind of thing that you've probably got some room to think about that, too. Yeah. Well, look, I- and, and as far as Serena's concerned, that one I don't understand at all. If I was a guy, I could be out playing. I mean, yeah, obviously, you could also be a woman and keep playing as well. Does she just not want to physically have the baby? It's the physical labor part. Of course, it's different. I completely disagree. It's completely different. A man from a woman. If Roger Federer was like, yeah, my wife's expecting it literally does no harm, no change on his physical self. And what he does for a living is physical. For her, it changes a lot. Yeah, I get that. I'm just trying to understand what the comparison is to men. Like, does she just not want to be a woman anymore? Does she not or does she want men to to carry babies? I I, I didn't understand the reference that she was going for in that. No, I mean, she also added, I should say she added for for Serena. She did add that she she loved being pregnant with Olympia. That's uh, her daughter. And she just she wants another one, but she realizes it's going to take another physical toll on her body. And she realizes at this point she may have to step away from tennis because if she steps away to be with her baby, as a lot of people and women especially would like to do because you don't get that time back when they're infants, then that means you have to take time away from all the biggest championship games. And once you fall off of that track, trying to get back on is probably not as easy, especially when you're 
41, which is what she will be next month. Yeah, I mean, I totally sympathize with the decision she's got to make. Do I want to keep playing tennis or do I want to have a kid? I I just didn't understand the reference to if I were a man. Uh, Only women, biological women, can have a baby. That's fact. So I I didn't understand the reference. It kind of seemed like she was angry that she was a woman or... Or maybe that maybe men should be having the babies. I, well, I didn't quite get it. Yeah, I think from her perspective, you have to kind of put yourself in her shoes, too. You have to remember that they are often compared to men in tennis. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not as good as the men, but you should challenge the men. But if you did that to the men. So in her mind, she's constantly thinking about the competitors in that tennis, in that whole tennis industry and how the men. Yeah. OK, maybe they seem to be doing better because they don't have to worry about A, B, C and D like women do. It's not that they're, it's their fault. Uh-huh. Right. Or at least, I mean, I hope that that's what she seems to be. That's what she's going for. You'd have to read the full article. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sure. There's differences. Hmm. While we're talking sports, one more. The Denver Broncos from the NFL have officially been well, sold. Wait a second. Can we go back to the eggs thing? Because we really huh. didn't fully co- oh, converse yeah, yeah, yeah. on that. Like, it, I mean, you have a daughter. Yeah. Who is how old now? Uh, 21. Would this, maybe it's odd for a father sorry, to have. I'm sorry. She's 23. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just, when did that happen? She's I was thinking about the last time I saw her. Oh and uh, Jesus. I don't, to, my, to me, she's always going to be that cute little girl that wanders around the house playing with her Barbies. I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to forget that image of her. But I mean, if she, if you were to gift, here's the thing too, money comes into play when it comes to the cost of, of freezing eggs. It's not like, oh yeah, just go to your doctor and freeze your eggs. There's a lot to it. It's a, it's a really hardcore process. I have a girlfriend who just went through it mm-hmm. and it's a, a couple of weeks of treatment. And then the cost is $10,000 ish for the actual process. It is actually, I have the numbers here in Canada, 10,000 roughly to extract and freeze 300 per year to store $6,000 to cover the cost of one IVF cycle. So when you're ready to actually implement that. So that's an expense. Yeah. So aside, so let's say money aside, though, I don't think it's a bad idea. Hmm. I, I would have that conversation with my children. If my kids seem to be very career oriented, th- the thing is, though, talking to a, let's say 20, let's use 20 as an example, talking to a 20 year old about having babies. If you're like me when I was 20, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I don't want to talk about that. But it is a good discussion to have, I think, with your 20 something. They're old enough to understand, like, you don't want to have a kid anytime soon, but it's one of those things I think where when you know what you know now, right now in my mid thirties, I'm seeing some of my girlfriends who haven't had kids yet. Maybe they haven't found a partner. They're hoping to find one. Maybe they're thinking about having kids on their own and the struggles that they go through. I think if you would have asked, ask any of them, Hey, would you have rather frozen your eggs when you were 20? They say, fuck, I wish I did that Hmm. because we do, we do have that in the back of our minds. We're trying to focus on our careers in our 20s and in our potentially in our 30s as well and not thinking about that and minds change. I would have that conversation with my kids. I have two girls. I would absolutely, if I had the means. Again, I, I understand it's not cheap, but I, I actually probably will have that conversation if I have the ability to and say, hey, here's the thing. I can help you through this and that, but that may be something you want to consider. Cause if you want to focus on your career, you want to have, and you maybe want to have a family. Sometimes it's really hard to have both. Once you hit those viable years, when you're in your twenties, you're too busy focusing on other things. I think it's worth a conversation. I just thought it was a weird thing. And maybe I'm fixated on the age, but to suggest at 19, now ah, you're 19. Now we should probably freeze up some eggs just in case you get uh, sidetracked with work and decide down the line, you want to have kids. I, uh, 
I, I don't know that that's a decision you need to make at 19. I mean, I think the exact same decision could be made with very little change in the process at, say, 25 25 yeah 30 I think she uses that because I feel like this is a thing more so in the states than in Canada but there's a lot of parents out there that will give those lavish gifts to their uh college attending children Mm -hmm. that have the means to do so like here's your vacation you did well in high school you got into this college and university I'm sending you to Punta Cana not there it's sending you to the Bahamas I'm sending you here I'm sending you there Instead of doing all those lavish things, what about their future and think about those and use that money toward that? And again, this is coming from a woman, though, who is extremely successful and managed to do so, but realizes she managed to do that up until she was 40 because she didn't have children mm-hmm. and resp- those responsibilities that come along with it. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, it's an opinion. Maybe for someone, something will stick there. Maybe you completely disagree. I think it's interesting and I think it's worth a, a conversation. Maybe not at 19. I agree with you. Maybe not at 19 or 20, but maybe it's something that you discuss and once they hit 20 21 22 like hey it might be a it might be an option for you because you don't want to have to go through different cycles of IVF I have a girlfriend who spent almost fifty thousand dollars before she was finally able to have a baby 50 grand so when you yeah so when you compare prices if you want to talk money and financially it can actually be, be way cheaper to go ahead and and freeze your eggs at a young age and then that way you know, hey, I have viable eggs that are ready for me and I don't need to worry about that when the time comes. <laughs> Instead of spending the $50,000 through multiple cycles of IVF, it's extremely expensive. And then sometimes for some people, nothing comes of it. So it's way more expensive that way. It can be. But we don't know what life what life holds. You don't know if you're going to be fertile or not. I mean, if you're, especially if you're not trying, well, how would you know? You ever uh, drop big money on something and then get pissed off when you find out it goes on sale a week later? Sure. What if you go ahead and spend this this ten or fifteen thousand dollars to yeah. go ahead and have your eggs frozen, and then you have a little whoopsie and end up pregnant anyway? Did you just waste fifteen thousand dollars, or do you just keep them on hold there? Do you donate them? Can you can you resell them? Like, hey, I, I froze these eggs, but I got pregnant anyway. So, hey, if anybody wants them, there's some eggs here. So in Canada, you cannot sell. You can donate. You can also donate to research, or you can have them destroyed. So there's options. Do you get your money back? No, of course not. Oh fuck! Of course you don't. What do you? What do you mean? It take it takes doctors' times. It takes labs. It takes scientists. Would you want someone to have your money back after you did a job for them years ago just because they decided ah, I don't want to use that that brand new Lexus in my driveway? Just give me my money back. It doesn't really work that way. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. I mean, for my daughter, she's about to graduate, and she'll graduate as a scientist. And uh, and I'm extremely proud of her. I'll have that conversation with her if you want. Well, when I'm thinking right now about what what she needs, I'm I'm my head is not in. Well, we should probably think about getting her eggs frozen. I'm thinking more about, you know what? She worked her ass off for six years in school. Mm-hmm. Since high school, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to send her off to Mexico or to Dominican or Cuba. maybe I'll splurge and send her off to like Barbados and or something. Not, but I feel like she's earned that. And she may not be receptive to it either. Because, again, I'm looking back to when I was, you know, 20 years old even. And I'm going I would be like, no, like I'm not. I don't even know if I want kids, you know, and dad. People, no, I don't want to talk about this. Stop with talking you. about my eggs. No, I think I and I do think generally speaking, that's a conversation between mothers and daughters. I don't think a lot of fathers would have it, but hey, if you're if you're willing to fathers of daughters, go for it. Hey, I, I kids are kids it's, to me. I'm perfectly willing to have the combo. I just don't want to weird her out about it. Yeah. I, this had never crossed my mind until you mentioned it yeah, this morning. Well, and that's the thing, and, and nor did it for me. So I, I thought it opened my eyes when I saw it. I thought that might be a conversation I could have with my daughters down the line, depending on where they're at and if they seem like 
open to it, then I, I will have all the conversations with them because a conversation is a conversation. Nobody gets hurt. It's just a thought. While we're talking sports, am I okay to do this segue? Now? <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. No, no just, just jump into it. <laughs> the Denver Broncos have been sold to a group of Walmart heirs for a record price of $4.65 billion. That's not just an NFL record. It's a sports overall record. Wow. Initially, that record was held by Steve Cohen's $2.4 billion purchase of the New York Mets and David Tepper's $2.3 billion acquisition of the Carolina Panthers. So we're almost double here. I don't know why. And I get that it's an asset. And if you're paying $4.65 billion for the team now, great. With any luck, when you decide to sell it, you'll be able to sell it for more than $4.65 billion. It's an investment. But is it an investment if you buy a business where you have absolutely no hope whatsoever in your lifetime of making enough revenue to cover the purchase price? It'll never happen. The Denver Broncos make a lot of money through their TV rights and their merch sales and things like that. It's also an expensive thing to operate is a professional sports team. If you assume that they'll own this team for what, 20, 30, 40 years. They still won't make enough money to make up how much they spent just to buy the team. I thought an investment, the point of it was, as you're paying off what you purchased the business for, you're making money for yourself at the same time. But eventually, you'll own it outright, and then everything is profit. Well, maybe the plan is, and and please correct me if the system works differently, is to pass it on. You know, when we leave, we want to give something to our children or our grandchildren or whatever it might be. Can you not do that? Are they, do they not have the ability to sign off the rights? And really down the line, that really is going to be a benefit to their kids or the yeah. grandkids. And really at this point, this is just a hobby for them and something they enjoy. And if they have the ability to buy into something you really love, and it's an excuse to go to every single game and potentially Super Bowls, then you're going to go for it. And that's your life. But it's not necessarily to make the money back. It's to maybe give down the line because can't you just sign it off am i incorrect there i believe if you own something you can just sign that to the next person that you want to the only caveat to that would be the board of governors which is a representative from each team would have to approve the transfer to whoever you're going to transfer it to so unless it's a sketchy transaction they're going to approve it sure but i would think that if they can afford to spend 4.65 billion dollars the people that come after them really never have to worry about money ever Either way, whether you give them an NFL franchise or you just give them the cash, it's the same thing. I just thought that that, the prices are getting so ridiculous to buy some of these teams that I I really don't understand why anyone's buying them at these prices. You'll never, ever, ever make a profit Mm. unless that's the point. Buy the football team, lose a lot of money and use it as a write off for your businesses that are profitable. (laughs) Maybe that's a strategy. Are they any good, by the way, the Broncos? I'm a Bills fan. I'm planning to go to the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) I'm planning to go to the Super Bowl this year because the Bills will be in it. You've already scheduled it off? Yeah. For vacation time? We actually usually take vacation right around Super Bowl, right before those spring ratings start. (laughs) Uh, One more thing on sports. Hockey Canada has has thrown up this big mea culpa and they swear they've changed. They've appointed an interim director and they appointed a woman this time. And this is all because everybody has found out now that they've been paying out settlements, hush money, if you will, but it's not really that, to victims, people who have been victimized by members of their program. So that's fine. People know about it now. It's out in the open. They're calling for for heads to roll and, and the top head has rolled now. 
But we're also hosting the World Junior Hockey Championships now. Mm -hmm. The one that normally happens over Boxing Day and New Year's is being held now. We postponed it because of COVID. Well, somebody thought August was a good time to play a winter hockey tournament. So here we are. It's playing. And frankly, the whole thing feels sleazy as shit. I don't think Canada should be there right now. Does it feel odd? It does. It feels sleazy. And it feels like... Everything is just so rushed to try and set the record right on social media, i.e., well, it's okay. Fired the boss. We hired a woman now. Everything is cool. Everybody forget about it and just focus on the hockey. I mean, and you could you could make a list of companies and organizations and boards that have done similar. I mean, an, an example that's not, you know, close to that, but kind of close is the Golden Globes, right? I mean, you have them trying to re- get a revival and NBC apparently is made a deal to have them televised again, even after unethical shit that went down, basically racist shit that went down behind the scenes. But, oh, we made a couple of changes, a couple of tweaks. We're good to go now, right? And NBC's saying, yeah, okay. I'm torn, honestly, because I have the I have the option to go to one of these games. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure because of what you're, because of this, if, if I should. Like, I mean, if I go to support it, I don't know. It kind of feels weird. But uh, at the same time, I'd always, I would have always loved to go to a World Juniors game. That would have been epic. Hockey Canada is not even close to the only company that has done this or is doing yeah. this. If there's a claim, no, you don't really want it to get out there. And you also want to settle it fairly. So you do it privately. And part of that settlement is you're not allowed to talk about the settlement. So they, they got themselves into this situation. It's come back up, even though I'm sure they thought this was buried and gone. Ceremonial, fire the top guy. They replaced him with a woman. Fine. But it still feels sleazy. The fact that we're just going to jump right into hockey and rah, 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 go Canada, go. When this isn't really dealt with yet. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's still more out there. And it, it just feels like it's going to get swept under the rug in the name of watching a hockey game in August. And I don't understand why we're doing this. I thought Canada, the, the more appropriate thing, in addition to making changes at the top of the program, I thought the more appropriate thing would have been to pull Canada out of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, we said we'd host it. We'll still host it, but we're not going to participate. We got a lot of shit going on right now. And frankly, it's not a good time or a good look for Hockey Canada uh, to be celebrated on the national and world stage right now. They don't exactly deserve it right now. So probably an unpopular opinion, but the whole World Juniors thing, I don't even think I'm going to watch. So if I go to a game, are you going to think differently of me? No, not at all. (laughs) To to each their own. It's just, hey, when the World Juniors happen over Christmas, I always watch it. Could be a lack of other things on, lack of things to do, whatever. Maybe it's just, eh, it's a little break here. I'm going to watch some World Junior hockey instead of the Leafs. Doing it in August... Weird. It is strange. Under the cloud of all this shit. It just feels weird. Mm. You know, people use the term sport washing a lot when they talk about the live golf tour and oh, they're they're hiring all these pros to make you forget about the Saudis horrible track record on human rights. That's what they called sport washing. Kind of feels like this tournament is exactly what Hockey Canada wants because it takes the focus off of everything else and just gets them money, TV money. Ticket money, mm-hmm. merch money, all that sort of shit, which they can then use to pay off future suits. So <laughs> <laughs> that goes in the suits fund. I guess it does. I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, me personally, I'm not interested in watching it, but you do you go ahead if you want. I, I would feel horrible for the current crop of athletes who in all likelihood didn't do anything wrong. Maybe they shouldn't have to pay for something that happened a few years ago. I, I just feel like Canada should probably take a step back and say, go ahead and play the tournament. We're out.
But good luck. May the best team win. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So yesterday they uh, they released the throne speech. Cat, this is the plan for from Doug and Doug and his folks. This is the budgeting. Does, does that go hand in hand with the budgeting? Well, there's two things that you have to do when you kick off a new session of Parliament. You have to lay out your throne speech. This is the agenda and all the different things that are going to come down. And they did release a budget because we don't have a budget right now. They released one right before the election, knowing they were about to dissolve Parliament and the budget never had a hope in hell of passing anyway. Right. So a couple things came out of this yesterday in case you weren't paying attention. Number one, the deficit is lower than we thought by more than a billion dollars. Wow. They thought the budget was going to be $19.9 billion. It's actually going to be $18.8 billion. I'll hook at us. Well, let's not get it twisted. $18.8 billion <laughs> in deficit. That's not yeah. the debt. That's just how much more we're spending than bringing in each year. Yeah. $18.8 billion in deficit is atrocious. But it's better than it could have been. And they say the reason that it's better than it could have been is because they've been making more money from income taxes, sales taxes, Mm -hmm. and corporate taxes. Okay. But they say it's slightly offset because they're projecting a decrease in the amount of land transfer tax, which is the most unfair tax we have in this country. It's stupid. It's the most dumb, unfair, punitive tax in the history of the world. Doug, get rid of the goddamn land transfer tax. That would help so many people. You want to do something to get the housing market going? Eliminate the fucking land transfer tax. do wonders, especially for those in their first-time homes right now that are looking to to go to that next level, but they realize with the cost of everything, I mean, land transfer is a good chunk of change. You eliminate that, you leave room for first-time homeowners to scoop up those homes. For those who don't know, Tiff Macklem is the governor of the Bank of Canada and a total loser. He is raising interest rates like a maniac, trying to cover up for all the inaction that he has done over the last few years. Uh, There's no bigger threat to the Canadian economy than Tiff Macklem and the Bank of Canada right now. And thanks to them, the housing market has cooled. That's why the government is bringing in less in land transfer tax. And it's probably going to take a total shit soon when the whole thing collapses because interest rates are going to go up again in September. A lot. So here we are. We've got a lower than forecast deficit. Great. The finance minister, Peter Bethenfalvy, who's quite a smart guy, says we're going to be prudent and we're going to use the $1.1 billion uh, cutting in cut in the deficit uh, instead of using it on program spending, uh, they're going to use it for austerity and they're going to be responsible with that. And mm-hmm. they're going to try and get our debt under control. Great. Those are all things we should want to hear from our government. We don't want to run massive deficits. We need to live within our means. Good. So that was the budget. The nurses unions hated the throne speech because there was a couple of things about the Hmm. throne speech. Uh, Number one, there was no indication that they're going to get rid of that bill that caps the public sector wage increases at one percent. Didn't say they're going to get rid of it, but they also didn't say they're going to renew it. It expires next month. 
Everybody is all all the unions are all over the government because they didn't get rid of it rather than just ask, are you going to let it expire next month or are you going to renew it? Because there's no indication that they are going to renew it. And, and I realize that they don't like that. And that's why so many public sector unions are ready to go on strike. Premier Ford responded to the unions by saying we're working to address the short term stressors on the healthcare system. And then he noted they've already made long term investments that will pay off into integrated care, mental health and addictions and so on and so forth. And I think people are really hung up on the short term stressors because the unions don't want you to think of it that way. They want you to think that what's going on in the healthcare system right now is the way it's going to be in the future. And God help you if you ever cut your finger or break your toe or something like that. And you got to go to the ER and it's closed. And then you have to drive to another ER and hope that it's open. Yeah. It, scary. It, uh, yeah. I mean, the thought of that is scary. You'd like to know that if we need to use our healthcare system, it's there. We certainly pay enough for it. So we'd like to know that it's there if we ever need it. They didn't like that he called it a short term stressor because the government's really starting to I'm starting to sense they're they're focusing their message a little bit and they're trying to point out. Yeah, we know there's a shortage of nurses and there's a shortage of healthcare workers. But keep in mind, there's a lot of people isolating because the covid rules are ridiculous. And there's a lot of people that are on vacation and you can't begrudge these healthcare workers a vacation, especially after what they went through. Now, vacations tend to happen in the summertime. In a lot of cases, it's reasonable to think come September, the situation is going to improve the unions hate that they hate mm -hmm. that the government's doing that in fact they're trying to twist it now and say doug ford blaming the nurses for taking vacations look at this fucking guy yeah. fuck you doug that's not what he's doing at all he's pointing out the obvious just like at your workplace there's a lot of people that are off right now which is true yeah i mean it is true so i think that there is some light at the end of the tunnel if they stay the course and and that's probably important to do another problem that doug's going to have to deal with soon though that hack at the Ontario Cannabis Store really seems to have caused a major fucking issue. Now, pot shop owners, there's 1,333 licensed cannabis stores yeah. in Ontario. And they're saying they're going to lose customers and run out of products if the halt on deliveries from the Ontario Cannabis Store drags on. The OCS announced on Monday they're unable to process or deliver orders because of a cyber attack on one of their logistics partners back on August the 5th. So you go back down to the store level because they have to buy from the OCS. So, okay, so they buy from OCS, stock up the shelves at their stores, and we go to their stores to purchase the item. That's right. Or okay. you can buy direct online right. from the OCS. Yeah. So, I didn't think of it that way. I thought for some reason I always figure like there's a backdoor situation happening there. So there's like retail OCS online. Then there's the stores who get their product through there through a different means. I didn't really think about the connection between the hack and the stores. Yeah. So now they're saying some stores are saying they have less than a week of inventory. Oh, come on. Do you know what's going to happen if we end up with a cannabis shortage? They finally convinced people to stop using the black market and start using the convenient, beautiful, boutique stores that we have everywhere now. Go and get your licensed legal cannabis from a government store. And then the government gets hit by, well, sorry, a logistics partner gets hit by a hack and they're unable to fulfill those orders. And those stores are open. They're paying rent. They're paying staff, but they don't have any inventory yeah. to sell. It Okay, so a couple things. We talked just last, wasn't it last Friday with Dave, we were talking about the amount of cannabis stores that there are. Yeah. 
There's one like down every street, like three per block. They're, they're not very <laughs> okay, well spread not. out in a they lot of aren't, cases. They aren't. Uh, where where I live in the, in KW, there's we have a ton. We have a lot of options. I'm thinking at least maybe this gives people the opportunity to bounce around a little bit. Maybe this gives people the opportunity to try something new. Because sometimes when you want something, you're going for your go-to. Maybe the upside could be that the stores could attempt to sell those people who are there for you know, their whatever chocolate, very specific order that they usually get that's not available right now to go to opt for one of the gummies. And then they try one of those. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a complete crisis. I feel like pe- if people want something, they're going to find Oh, I'm going to make it a gonna fucking crisis. It. <laughs> they're going to get it. Like, I really, and I believe, I know that they're going to figure something out before this becomes an actual issue. I really, I really believe that. I, I, I understand, though, from an owner's uh, perspective, this being a problem. But I know that they're so, cre- they're so great anytime I've gone into a shop and I what I try to do is bounce around I have my neighborhood one it's actually like a kilometer from my house basically and that's like my go-to but at the same time I like checking out other ones and also I'm helping a small business at the same time right so that's why I go yeah, to, to help, help small, small businesses. Business. Yeah. No, but that's why I bounce around to different ones. And then sometimes they sh- they have different products on the shelves than others. And they're very g- good. Like the people who work in the cannabis shops, it's like they've all found their callings. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I've always had a great experience. If I have questions, I have many. I don't I know very little really about it. So if I have a question, there's all, like the person who's talking to me knows everything. And it's incredible. But it's their chance to kind of get creative, I think. Like if I'm going in because I'm used to get the skinny pre-rolls and that's all I buy and that's all I know. Hey, convince me to not get that to get something else or to try a, I don't know, they have different flavors and things like that. Convince me to try something different. I think that's an opportunity to get creative. And also you're going to expand your customer customers a little bit into shopping for other things when they're there. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the upside of it. And I, I like don't, that. and I don't believe it's going to last long. I really don't. The OCS has not offered a timeline for how soon it could be making deliveries to online customers or the cannabis stores. So it's a waiting game, but either way, this is just like the beginning of COVID guys. Remember when everybody was hoarding toilet paper and shit, you better get to your pot shops. You better get <laughs> hey, everything you can because it's coming. You know what, though, if you are particular, it's a good I I mean, I said all those things about being creative and going outside the usual. But yeah, if you if you are particular, go to your favorite shop or bounce around to a few. Grab that thing you like. You'll actually be helping out the business in a way because your money is money. So go ahead. Purchase the items. We said earlier this week we would talk and I think it was supposed to be in yesterday's episode about a big occasion that is coming up that we're going to be celebrating. Is it too soon to talk about that or should we wait until the actual day, which is Monday, I believe? Yeah, Monday is the day. Do you want to wait till Monday or do you Uh, want to announce it? it, Sure. I mean, we can we can announce the announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what we do in this province? We announce announcements. Uh, Yeah, we're celebrating something coming up. Can we say that much? We'll say that. We can even do it Friday. Let's do it Friday. You want to do it Friday? That way yes. Dave can join us for that? Sorry for misleading you on Monday that there would be an announcement on Tuesday. We're now announcing that there will be an announcement on Friday <laughs> about something that's happening on Monday. Scratch the previous announcement about the announcement. We've got a new announcement about an announcement coming up on Friday. And then we are going to announce more information about that that's actually going to happen on Monday. Everybody cool? Great. One of the things that I love more than anything is when dumb people get caught doing something illegal that draws attention to the fact Mm -hmm. that they did something that was even more illegal. Mm, Double dumb. In this case, you kind of got to visualize it. So here's the situation. You're a cop and you're driving around in Michigan. You see a car in front of you 
person in the passenger seat, you can see their face. Well, if you're behind, how could you see their face? Oh, that's because they weren't sitting in their seat properly. Uh Uh-oh. They had their knees on the seat. And their bum on the dashboard because they were twerking. Ah, booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Big song comes on the radio and you're like, uh, yeah, I gotta twerk it out. I like that shit. Make it clap. I feel like some people (laughs) honestly can't help themselves. They just hear a song and a a specific one and it just makes their body like lose control. Like they're having an out-of-body experience. Absolutely. I I just can't stop my bum from wiggling here because it's just too good. Whatever it is that makes people want to twerk. Made these people want to twerk in the car. And the cop's like, well, fuck, you can't do that. So lights him up, pulls him over. If they hadn't been twerking in the car, right in front of a cop, the cop wouldn't have pulled them over. The cop would not have seen the two solo cups sitting in the cup holder, Uh which they claimed were filled with juice. (laughs) I'm sure they were. Upon further investigation, which I assume was nothing more than a quick sniff test, the cop realized, hmm, that juice is mixed with a lot of tequila. (laughs) Oh, wait, right down there at your feet where you were twerking a second ago, there's the open bottle of tequila. So because they were twerking in the car, they got nailed for open container of alcohol, alcohol accessible to the driver, Mm -hmm. impaired driving. There it is. Lose your license for a year because your dipshit passenger decided she wanted to start twerking when a great song came on the radio. And the dipshit driver's drinking, too. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stupid shit going on in that story, uh, of course. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. While we're talking about things that we love, I love, let's talk about things that Scott loves okay, today. let's do that. Um, what else do you love? Gardening. Oh, yeah. Gardening. Sure. Over yeah. over COVID, I, I was never a garden guy. I mean, we had gardens at the house and, and it was just very simple. You know, you water them and the plants grow and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But in COVID, I got really into growing vegetables and uh, flowers and cannabis and a whole bunch of other different things. I consider myself someone with a green thumb. Then I've got my friend Kat Callahan over there Mm. who could probably kill a very healthy plant in a record amount of time. They just don't get along. I think I'm saying that right. It's one of those things where Kat looks at it and thinks, oh, you're nice. I'm going to love you and take care of you. Mm. And then a week later, when she remembers she has it, she thinks, (laughs) oh, fuck, I didn't water it or give it any sunshine. It's a very one way friendship between me and plants because I like them. I like looking at them. Uh, You give me one, I'll be like, wow, that's pretty. And I have every intention to try, but I just forget about it because I'm too busy. I'm just too busy. And I think that's a, it's a responsibility. Uh, Maybe it's one that's not like crazy high on your list. And yeah, sometimes it only takes 10 seconds a day of care. If that, sometimes 10 seconds a week, depending on the plant. But for me, it's just the last thing on my mind. 
The last thing on my mind. So, uh, yeah, I've killed uh, several plants uh, over uh, several years. Do you know that only <laughs> one in three people are confident they'd be able to keep a house plant alive for six months? Only one in three for six months. 33% wow. are confident they could do it. There's my people. Another one <laughs> in three say maybe, maybe, but they're not committing to they could definitely keep that plant alive. Yeah. 10% say there's no chance it's going to last six months. Mm-hmm. And about 15% say it's not very likely. You know, it's not hard. You just water it. You give it a little sunshine. You put it in the right pot. Give it some nice soil. It, you can use like the human test on it. Just stick your finger in it. And if it's dry, you got to wet it. But it is kind of, a, it's difficult because not every plant is the same and you're not supposed to treat them the same way. It's not like every plant comes with the same set of instructions. That, I would agree with you, is they, not hard. They don't really come with they instructions. They do at the nursery. Yes, they do. I've been there. The garden centers send you with instructions. That's what those little things are. They, they stick in the plants. They're instructions on how to keep that plant alive. Like the manual, I didn't read it because I figured out how to do that on my own. I didn't read the fucking instructions. But everyone instructions. is different. Like my neighbor, for example, we, I've talked about this. I killed all her. Well, I shouldn't say that. Some of them were perfectly fine. But when I was house sitting, I was also uh, plant sitting. And she had different instructions for several different plants. This one only needs it, you know, twice while we're gone. This one needs it once. Only a quarter cup, though. This one just needs a sprinkling. This one I would pour over this. This one needs a spray mist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's too many things. So it is hard. That's too many things. That's too many things. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> you are a good cook. You you have like four different pans and pots going at any given time. How is one gets a squirt and one gets a pour too complicated? No, no, it's too much. It's too much. Because I'm taking care of two little lives. I think that's the difference is I am just, I, it's last thing on my mind. I really, it's not important. Don't it's you like the so, look? Yeah, that's why I have fake ones. They oh, always look green. They're beautiful. You should see my fake plants. You'd be like, wow, that's fucking nice. Look what I found near the photos at Walmart. I just dust them off every couple of months. Just like use the duster. I just give them a dusting. And they're good to fucking go. That's my kind of plant for the next 10 years. And you know what? I don't care. Does your mom garden? Is she good with plants? Like, does she come over to your house and say, oh, plastic plant. Good, good, great. Not really. We don't have a lot of like, I, would, I wouldn't, no, I don't think so. Although I'm sure that we could do better even in our garden, like our, our garden outside, because that's lower maintenance for me. Usually it rains. I've had to water it. This has been a shit summer. But God I, I, takes care of those ones. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's true, though. I buy the ones that I buy the I buy the perennials. Right. I do just keep coming up. Great. Do it yourself. I just add some mulch to the garden. It's great. But it's very basic garden. And I like it that way. I actually removed some trees I didn't like at really? all. Yeah, I made uh, my neighbor upset. I removed two like big, uh, oh, they were they, I don't know if they were pine. I don't know what the fuck they were, but I got rid of them. When Did I you get a in. permit for that? No, of course not. Do you know what they charge for that? You have I got to, the trees removed like from a professional. Yeah, you have to get a permit for that. I mean, don't even get me started no, on the process. No, it's in my garden. No, it doesn't matter. It's my matter. fucking garden. You're... I don't need a permit to take out trees. Well, you can ask Barry, the mayor, about that tomorrow <laughs> when we talk to him. I'm very sure he's going to insist you're wrong. <laughs> okay, I didn't get a permit. I can go get a permit for a lot of things, but we won't go into details about that. But yeah, I, I just... Like your new deck. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a garden shed? Wow, beautiful. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up with the city. Yeah, I, I just, my, my garden's basic even, to be honest with you, because I'm not going to go out and, and like give it extra love or care or attention. I think a lot of us are like that, though, with the outside stuff. But yeah, no, for me, I wonder if the neighbors wonder, like, 
because they're because they're so good at it. If they come inside my house and see the plastic, yeah, I'm sure they're like plastic plants. But you can't tell. The, I buy the good ones, but you can't really tell the they're good plastic. plastic plants. Yeah, oh. I don't buy the shitty ones. Where you know, there's there's ones that are obvious though. The cheaper they are, the more obvious they are fake. So I buy the good ones. Like the last one I bought was three hundred and fifty dollars. That's out, actually outside. You spent $350 yes, on a fake fucking plant? I'll show you what it is, You could have got a real one and watered it and, and had it for like 30 No, No, no. It wouldn't have lasted outside. I'd have to bring it inside. That's the point of this conversation. You should bring some I'm plants inside. I'm not bringing them inside. They're going to die for sure. Okay, well, well you look, look that up. One in three people have zero plants in their home. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, see? And it looks real. Like I'm telling you, it looks real and I have it outside my house. Anyway, I just go, you know what? I'm going to fake it for now. And when I get older, maybe, maybe when I need to feel like I need a hobby and I have time for it, maybe I'm going to be, what's a, what's a, someone with a good green thumb, like famous person. Is there any famous gardeners? Uh, Martha Stewart would be one. Sure. Frankie Uh, Flowers. uh, Sure. I'll be one of those. Yeah. 29% have a few plants. 17% of us have seven or more plants in the house. That's a commitment. That is a lot of work. I'm considering buying a greenhouse. Oh, really? So that I can grow all year round. You know what, though? That's fun. Why not? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to grow in the greenhouse. I'm gonna, I've got the perfect spot for it at the tip of my driveway where the sun is going to be hitting it and, and it's close to the hose so I can water it and no one will see me if I sneak in there and smoke a couple of joints at night. That's it's great. Sure. That's my plan for that. In any case, 4% of people say they don't know how many plants they have in their house. And I assume that's how we got back to the statistic of people that kill plants on a regular basis. If you forget you have them, you're defeating the purpose. With those nice fakes, though, that you've got, you know what you should do? You should own it and sell it. Like when your neighbors come over, start talking about, holy fuck, if we don't get some rain soon, those things are going to die. <laughs> and I'm like, really worried about the plants out there on the deck. I really, you, really need some rain out you here. Get that so green. Well, that's my trade secret, not yours. Mind your business. Don't worry about it. I'll pretend to. I will. I, I actually had, uh, I feel like it was my mother-in-law that commented on one of the one of the plants that we have in the house. And I was like, that's beautiful. Where'd you get it? I was like, oh, yeah, I got it at the uh, garden center. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's really nice. Like, it's very exotic. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I was going it, to the garden center like, and then I turned into Walmart <laughs> and thought, oh, I'm just going to get a fake one. And a couple questions later, I admitted, I'm like, yeah, it's totally fake. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, just for fun, it was a fun little survey that women took. Five classes you would like your male partner to take if you oh, could no. re-educate your husband. Are we bashing on men twice in a row? Yeah, Two I, podcasts I think so. in a row, we're bashing on men. Men that listen to this podcast, if you're still listening at this point, first of all, thank you for listening all the way through. We appreciate you. Second of all, we're going to try to come up with something the other way around, too. Don't you worry. Psychology was the first one. Psychology. Economics, number two. Photography, number three. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> I know why. Uh, <laughs> home ec would be number four. Sure. I think everyone should do that, though. And applied physics was number five. Applied physics? The example they gave was, i.e., how to load the dishwasher, how to, if you want to get technical, that does fall under physics. So, uh, tongue in cheek. Oh, but gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm gotcha. going to register you for a physics course so you learn how to load the dishwasher. <laughs> Psychology would be good. I think, you know what? 
I, I know, I know. I know that this survey is particularly women saying this about men, but I think we could all go for that. We could I all agree go for with several you. of these. Yep, absolutely. Economics, as in, no, you can't afford a boat. That sort of yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Figure out your finances and sh- you dipshit is mm-hmm. what that means. <laughs> Photography. <laughs> is the photography so he can take pictures of her? 100%. Is, is that that's why? what I was thinking. Is like, I want to take a good picture of this because there's people who care. There's people who care and take the time and effort. And there's people who just are like, what? A picture is a picture. Here, let me just quickly take that. There, here you go. Here's, you only took one. You need to give me options. I hate it when people, I don't give people my phone anymore to take pictures. I tell them to take pictures with their phone and just airdrop me the best one. See, and I. Because people that take your phone and take pictures take like fucking 50 of them and it's more time to delete the pictures. No, I love it. Oh, I love it. Give me the options. I was out with my girlfriends a couple weekends ago. We decided to take a picture together. We wanted it all together. Someone came by and she was taking several different angles, letting us know, you know what? The sun's hitting you a little bit hard here. Let's move you over a bit. That's what I fucking want. And if you could grab that and put it in a partner, giddy up. That's great. Home ec? Home ec, we should all do it. I think so too. And you know what? Just basics. We don't need to get too complicated here. It's the basics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Home ec, eh? Um, The examples they gave were uh, psychology. For example, how to realize when your wife is angry with you. Economics. No, you can't afford that. Photography, how to get my best side. Applied physics, load the dishwasher. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, wine glasses aren't supposed to go in there. That's a conversation <laughs> I have to have with my husband. <laughs> you can't just throw everything. You can throw everything in the dishwasher, but you're taking a risk on certain things. Sure. Just wash it by hand. It's the same argument with the dryer. You can throw everything in one load. Right. You absolutely can. And most of the time, it'll be fine. It's the rare time when some colors bleed and it causes a big issue. And then all of a sudden, you have no idea what you're doing, even though you've successfully done hundreds of loads of laundry. It was one. It was one time. That got screwed up. Yeah, yeah. And on that, have yourselves a fantastic day, guys. Don't forget Friday. Big announcement about an announcement that is coming down. (laughs) The actual announcement will be on Friday. So this is the announcement about the announcement. We'll announce it on Friday, but then something is happening on Monday. Everybody's good with that, right? We're all good? I think so. Fine. Look at us. We're going to drop that announcement on Monday and then bail for a week of vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert. We're coming in one day next week. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, guys. We will see you right back here tomorrow for more After 9. Ferrari is recalling nearly every car it has sold since 2005 over a possible brake failure. Thousands of men were like, that was close. My midlife crisis was almost an end-of-life crisis. Due to record high inflation, more shoppers are buying used yoga pants. A lot of people said, that's gross, and then went back to reusing sweaty yoga mats at the gym. (laughs) We'll get this after seven years. Domino's Pizza has permanently closed all of its locations in Italy. Seriously, I'd expect the Domino's in Italy to be out of business in 30 minutes or less. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.